superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This kid, Tommy, watching their son do this. What a throw by DeVito! Touchdown, Giants! For the New York Giants, has got to be mind-blowing to them. His name is Tommy DeVito. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Fox Sports college football insider Bruce Feldman. Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We had a great chat with Nick Sirianni in hour number one, and that's not like sports talk uh, or radio slash TV host type of stuff saying oh it was epic it was great it was this it was that it was really a lot of fun and certainly for a guy that you think that might be on a ton of pressure um right now um the defending nfc champion head coach having lost two in a row sitting at 10 and three it really was delightful certainly the uh exchange we had about um the commissioner or the nfl uh competition committee or health and safety group thinking of potentially getting rid of the brotherly shove play his response was terrific uh, if you missed it, we re-air right here on the Roku channel, channel 210. As soon as we're done, there's our podcast version of this show as well, all three hours through the Cumulus Podcast Network. Also, there's the Rich Eisen Show collection page. Um, that's our video on demand service. There's also our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. So there's all of that. Boom. I think we may have also reeled it up. We may have made a 90-second reel about it on our Instagram and Facebook why and wouldn't, YouTube pages and TikTok and whatever. There's so many different ways to go about it. Uh, but we kick off hour number three, uh, joining us to talk about the Neymar Football League uh, from the owners group. Uh, owners meeting is none other than Sports Illustrated, Albert Breer. Should I brush up on my Portuguese, Albert? I, I, I certainly need to after that press conference. I, I didn't understand a lot of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's and, and I, I figured you'd appreciate the lighting in here, too, Rich. It's, it's very uh, mood, very moody. Very it's delightful, right? Moody. Very, I feel like it's very holiday. Got, got a little bit I, of a holiday feel. You look behind me, you can see the lights, look you know? Look at that. Festive. And I appreciate you finding a nice, quiet uh, room to have yeah. this conversation there at the uh, the ownership meeting. So um, what, what, are you, yeah, what are you gleaning? What, what are you, what, what's, what's the plan here? For the yeah, NFL. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the Brazil thing's interesting. They had considered three cities, really. It was Rio, Sao Paulo, and then Madrid in Spain. And, um, you know, they certainly want to continue to expand this. And, um, you know, I I think this is, you know, over the next five to ten years going to grow to where they're really going to use the 17th game as an international game where, you know, now every other year a team's got nine home games and teams now are going to be subject every four years to giving up one of the vo- those home games to go overseas. And so, um, you know, clearly it's like part of the plan when they went to 17 games was to use the extra games to grow the game internationally. And I think it's like part of, you know, they got to a point, Rich, and you know this, like 15 years ago or so where it was like we can't really grow up domestically anymore, so we want to grow out. 
And that's adding inventory as Thursday night football at 17 games. It's the expanded playoffs. It's going back to LA and it's growing internationally. And um, so this is a big part of it. And it's a new continent too, which is significant for them. And then um, as you mentioned off the top there, like the rules changes are coming up here, you know, so um, I'd expect in the next couple hours, we'll at least have, you know, some update on what they're going to do with the hip drop tackle with the push play. Um, and then another thing, the, the split flow blocking um, is something else that's come up that I think fewer fans have a handle on. But another thing that they're addressing here. Well, they usually don't make rule changes at, at this ownership meeting. It's usually, mm-hmm. you know, studied and then the competition committee has at it during the uh, Feb- month of February or late January right. when they start meeting. Uh, and then they pre- present something for ownership to vote on in the big membership meeting that always happens at the end of March. What what are they? Dis- what are you hearing about the brotherly shove play and what's being discussed there on that front? Yeah, it's something they've looked at like a lot. Um, now I'll give you my own opinion. My own opinion, like a year ago, I thought it was like a cheap code, a cheat code, right? Like, and I was like, ah. And if you care about health and safety, and you have the quarterback getting shoved into the the line, does that really square with some of the other actions? But I, I don't know about you, Rich, but as I've seen team after team after team try it and fail. And this really seems to be just one team that's really, really good at it that has an, a Hall of Fame center in Jason Kelsey, as strong as Knox quarterback in Jalen Hurts, two guards who used to be centers, at least when they're healthy, and Dickerson and Jurgens. Um, you know, I've sort of come around to the fact, like, I don't think you should change the rules because one team's really good at something. And I've gotten that sentiment here, too, just talking to more people. It's you know, the more that this just becomes kind of an ego specific thing, the more support there is for not changing the rule in the push play. And we'll see what happens. But um, you know, part of it, and I think this uh, applies to the hip drop tackle thing, too, is, well, how do you how do you write the rule? You know, and that becomes that can be a little tricky, too. So, um, you know, like I, I think this would be the beginning of the conversation to put it on a timeline to talk more about it, of course, when you get to the combine, the competition committee meets there, and then ultimately at the annual meeting in March. And then the other news is uh, Los Angeles getting Super Bowl 61. Mm-hmm. So that's, I can't believe we're in the 60s now. Uh, I know. You know. I mean, 60 was already awarded to uh, the Bay Area again in Santa Clara, uh, but 61 goes to to the uh, – to. so there's a lot, of, there's a lot of West Coast Super Bowls the last couple that's of years. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's soon. like a lot of like – if you're if you have like on your docket like morning radio on the East Coast, it's gonna be kind of tough for a few years. Well, there. you know, that's why I got morning radio on the West Coast. Hello. <laughs> you know, we love it. We kind of dig yeah. it. It's a home it's a home Super Bowl for us. Mm-hmm. Um so just and then just circling back one more time to the international series, what do you think is the end goal here? Uh like like a full on international series package where there's double yeah. digit number of games in various locations around the uh, the world that that uh, a new television partner can bid on for an early window. So there's yeah. going to be an official partner of the NFL that has control of that first of four windows of football more often than not. Is that the goal? Yeah, here? I, I think that that's part of it is that you would have a new television package that would be a morning package. Um, obviously, that, that wouldn't apply to Brazil, of course, because of the time difference isn't there. But um, yeah, I mean, like with the European games, certainly, um, yeah, they had talked about going to, to China. Um, this was, I think before the Beijing Olympics, like I think it was the Patriots and Seahawks were going to go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at some point, Australia, China, like, does that come into the equation? And, um, you know, I, one thing that they talked a lot about, you know, and 
I can remember in 07 when they when they launched the international series. It was you know a guy named Mark Waller who was the league at the time and ran international for a while. He's a Brit. Had, huh? He was a Brit. Yep. Yeah, and 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 one of his goals, like there was this 15 year goal that they had to put a team full time in London, yeah, just... and that was in 2007. And obviously we're past that time frame now. And you know they really feel like the market, like the London market, is ready for a team, but the logistics aren't there. And it was interesting because, like, at one point a few years ago, I talked to them about this, and they had actually mentioned how they'd studied air travel and like our advances coming in air travel that are going to make this more feasible. And you know, I think they feel like they could make it work like static, right? Like just as far as like making like it so teams can go over there and play over there and then come back. Like, there's a way to do it. The problem would be with how do you, if you have your right guard get injured, how do you work out? you know, four guards on a Tuesday, right? right. (laughs) Like, how do you do that? Like, and then like, I mean, little things like that, that people don't think of, but would have to be a factor, you know, like, so do you have like a U.S. base in Atlanta, say, and you fly those guards into Atlanta and they fly and then the guy who gets signed, then he's on a plane to London. It's complicated, you know? And then how about this, right? Like, so say Seattle plays the London team in the wild card round of the playoffs, and then that the winner of that game plays a team on a bye in the next round. Is mm. that fair? That somebody might be traveling 10 hours or 11 hours each way and then have to go and play a team that's rested the next week? So I, I think, like, as it, simplistic as it sounds, like, advances in air travel could dictate whether or not there's a team over there. But they've certainly had designs on putting teams outside of the U.S. Um, and I don't think that those – I don't think that the desire to do that is gone. I think it's just on hold because of the logistical problems um, that, that that having a team over, you know, somewhere in Europe would present. Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show from the league meetings in Dallas. Let's hit on the subject matter that our friend Tom Curran of NBC Sports yep. Boston threw out there that according to people that he speaks to in the know – that once the Patriots lost to the Colts in the International Series finale in Germany, the Kraft family decided that was going to be the end of Belichick's reign in New England, and they're just playing things out until it's done at a more, I guess, appropriate time after the season. Mm-hmm. What What do you make of this, Albert Breer? Well, I mean, first of all, like, you know, I take what Tom says to the bank. Um, you know, like, he he's very plugged in. He's, I am, like, Full disclosure, like it's been like sort of a mentor of mine. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I would, t- I would take everything that Tom says at fa- face value. Um, I would also say this, like, just as far as my own knowledge on this, this isn't a decision that Robert Kraft's going to make on Black Monday. You know, like this isn't a decision that, um, Robert and Jonathan Kraft are going to mull over in the days leading up to that season finale against the Jets at Gillette. Like this is something that's been on their mind. And, you know, like this is something that's going to be a decision that's made over months, not weeks. And, you know, it goes back to Robert's, you know, old saying, which he he uses this over and over and over again in a lot of different circumstances, is measure nine times and cut once. Um, he understands the gravity of the situation. He's also marked by two different things, you know, here. And I think one is how the departure for, of Tom Brady went, where they didn't get any compensation and Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl somewhere else. And then two, his own Hall of Fame candidacy. And the optics of how would it look if I'm the guy who got rid of both Brady and, and 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 Belichick, and where does that lead me? And so I think that this is multi-layered. And I think what Kraft wants, and this is me talking, mm-hmm. I think what Kraft wants is an elegant solution to this. He wants 
a conclusion that looks the right way and that honors Belichick the right way. And I think that's easy if Bill's going to retire. But if Bill, but if this isn't it for Bill and Bill wants to go coach somewhere else, that's where it can get complicated and awkward. So um, I don't know for a fact that they've talked about this. It would sort of surprise me if Robert and Jonathan hadn't tried to broach it with Bill. It would surprise me if they didn't do that well ahead of time. Now, whether they've done it or not, not or not yet, I don't know. But it wouldn't really surprise me if those guys didn't, at some point, well before you know that finale against the Jets, addressed it with Bill directly. Well, there was a full bye week after their loss in yeah. uh, in in Germany to the Colts, and you know, um, it, it's it's. It's a shocker. I'll, I'll see straight up. I mean, we, we have heard about coaches losing a game overseas and then they mm-hmm. get fired on the bye week after that. And it, and it, so it would kind of check a box that they they did make that decision after an international yep. game that they really wanted to win in Germany. But obviously, there's a this is not just any coach. It's not just any organization. It's not just any situation which is why i i think it also checks out that they're not making this a rash decision on sunday night after week 18 against the Jets. right there's yeah. a so but but it also would check boxes that belichick would be given this heads up and then he would have an opportunity to figure out what his next move is going to be too right i mean that's yeah and i, I think you know one thing that i think gives the craft some flexibility here is i think they probably have the next guy in house you know and so in Gerard Mayo, you're talking in about. Gerard Mayo, right? Okay. The linebackers coach who obviously was a first a great player there, first round pick. Um, now I can tell you personally, like I, I've worked with him before. He is A plus in every way, <laughs> um, you know, as a person. And you can see what they see in him. And, you know, we talk a lot about the young offensive coach trend, right? Well, there's an ex-player trend that seems to be working out pretty well now too with Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryans and Mike Frabel and Kevin O'Connell. And, you know, Gerard would sort of be, you know, I think in that category. Um, and, you know, like part of this is Gerard turned down an interview with the Panthers last year and got a new contract and his contract dovetails with Belichick's. And so things logistically are set up where Gerard could easily be moved into that role, maybe with a new general manager coming in. And I think that that does give you some flexibility if you're the crafts where you could sit there and say, we're not in any rush to launch a coaching search because we probably have our guy right here. Now, there are some things that they've got to do, you know, per the Rooney rule to satisfy certain things before they were to hire Gerard. But, you know, I do think that there's that element of it where, you know, you don't feel this rush to start a coaching search because you're competing against seven or eight other teams on the on the market you know if you think you've got your guy in house it allows you to kind of Mm. you know kind of act with a little bit more patience and not have the same level of urgency that some other teams do and that i that to me is another thing that makes this unique on top of you know how like bill's last four years probably would get coaches fired somewhere but you can't discount the 20 years of that came before not. that, which no, is probably I mean, the greatest run a coach has ever had. And the then NFL. he's he he just won a game that nobody expected him to win yep. and has been, you know, um, uh, honestly, and he's he's as dynamite as they come if he wants to do TV or anything yep. like that. So there are there are many, many options here, obviously. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, last well, before I uh, move on, uh, is Kraft there? I mean, is anyone because Belichick had addressed and, it today and said, "I'm I'm co- focused on yeah. Kansas City." What what did Kraft have to say? Uh, I mean, Kraft has, Kraft I would say has made himself scarce at this meeting at the on the October meeting in New York, and 
that's not par for the course with him. At these meetings, he'll at least kind of walk through where the media is, mm-hmm. and um, he won't duck the media. And you know, especially like at, at like a day like today, you know, like this, I, Robert's involved in the international Big stuff. Time. You know what I mean? Like, so he would not like. I, I would think like he wouldn't mind actually coming and speaking to the media and explaining why they're going to Brazil and all that different stuff. He would probably like to talk about that. But he knows if he comes out where that's going. You know what I mean? Like, so he's made himself scarce here. He made himself scarce in October. It's a little out of character for him. Not that he does a press conference at every owner's meeting, but he generally will be at least available to chit chat or whatever. Um, and he's been noticeably absent from the media areas over the last couple of owners, meaning I think for, for obvious reasons. And then last one for you, Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen show officiating. What's been the conversation there? Certainly in light of, uh, the face of the league, essentially calling out officiating, whether that yeah. was right or wrong at the end of the bills chiefs game there, this has been at least something and Mahomes talking about it like this. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I, he is, well, he's since said something otherwise about what he was saying after the game, but he is giving voice to what a lot of fans are yeah. saying about the officiating. So wh- all right, well, wh- let's separate the two. Can you give me? Can you give me one minute to go off on this? Because Albert Breer, like the floor you know, is yours, like you, sir. Go for but it. You, but you know, like, but you saw the you saw that like that that view. Like, I think a fan shot it right, like the ground level view. Right. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch that. Right. And the ref pulls the flag right away and throws it. Okay. So for all the people that are like, they're taking away such a great play. What do you want the ref to do in that situation? Do you want them to like huddle up and say, you know what? He was off size, but that was one heck of a play. <laughs> like, is that what we're looking for? <laughs> like, no. I mean, he threw the flag. You know what I mean? Like the flag was on the ground. You're not going to pick it up because like that was a great play. So he was probably um, going, oh my God, that was one of the most incredible plays. Well, wait till I buzz kill the rest of this stadium. <laughs> that that might have been it. You know, I mean, it might have been like, um, oh no. This is going to really create a problem for Sheffers. And I'm sure the official, you know, knows that Sheffers is a four letter word in Kansas City already, you know. Uh, So that's a point well taken. I mean, so, 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 yeah, in this specific situation, I, and I, and I think Andy and, and, and Patrick, their, their words afterwards reflected that. Like, I think that they, after they had a cooling down, like they reflected that. I think Patrick, you know, spoke with emotion after the game. And I think Andy was just taking up for his players. Like, I think that was the long and short of it. And then they come back the next day and kind of amend what they said. Um, Officiating is certainly a a question that a, a lot of owners, a lot of the top executives um, here are talking about. Um, I don't think it was specifically on the agenda, but it's something that is being addressed in the hallways and the the, the meeting rooms and, and everywhere else here. And I do think, you know, it's something that the coaches have really taken up as an issue. And I, I can remember three, you know, four or five years ago talking to the people on the, uh, on the Madden committee and Andy Reid's chaired the Madden committee forever um, about the idea of adding a sky judge and having some level of oversight from above. So the officiating crews on the field can have the same benefit that all of us sitting at home on the couch have, which is like 12 or 13 different angles in a high definition of every single play. And so I think that discussion reopens um, more officially when the competition committee meets at the combine and then going into um, going into the, the, to the annual meeting in March, and um, and I can promise you that it's that 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 it's 
that it's not something that there's no whistling by the graveyard on this right now. Now, that doesn't mean there's going to be a significant change, but a lot of powerful people are talking about it. Well, I mean, I think the change has got to come from the competition committee, from the coaches themselves. I I really believe that because, you know, we had Dean Blandino had uh, here a couple weeks ago, right, guys, from Fox Sports and former head of NFL refs, Dean Blandino was here. He used a great analogy about how replay is not the – the um the 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 complete fix here saying that back in the day you used to be able to back your car up out of the Mm -hmm. out of your driveway you know in a way you know the old-fashioned way looking over your shoulder now you're used to all the bells and whistles to beep if you're close to something and you got this camera to help you go back there and the officials are now um sometimes relying on all of those bells and whistles to get the calls right and they're just going to lay back and just let the replay come in and eventually Mm -hmm. and fix it and not making the immediate calls and then that actually comes a problem and so the answer to that could be as well you know that that way it was a great point and and so he he said that analogy but he also said when it all comes down to it viewership's through the roof so a lot of owners might be like, okay, you know, officiating, it, it might get me one day and it might get my opponent one yeah. day, but well, you know, eventually it all comes down to it. The bottom line is fine. That's why it's got to be on the coaches to come yeah. and correct and fix this thing in a certain way. I don't know what it is to be done. I don't think it's to make them full time because Dean was explaining yeah. they are full time during the season anyway. And I also would understand their retort would be, so we suck, right? You think we suck. Fans think we suck. But and then we actually get a call right, and the face of the NFL is calling us out for getting the call right because right. we shouldn't have called it. And they're probably yeah. like, "What the hell?" You know. I mean, I, I just think like so. My opinion on this, Rich, is like I, I don't. I think part of the problem is that we can see more, right? Like it, I, I think it's a huge part of the problem is that we can see stuff that because of again the quality of television, because of the amount of cameras, because of the you know, pseudo journalists that are sitting in the stands with their phones. Like we can see so much more than we could 25 years ago. And that's put a real onus on the officials to get every single little thing. Right. And that's not fair either. I just think like, and this is, again, this is a point that so many coaches have made to me and they, they actually took their own straw poll a few years ago and trying to get a sky judge put in, I think it was 2019 and it was 32 to nothing. Right. And it like, why wouldn't we give that benefit to the officials? Why isn't there an official upstairs? And it doesn't need, and it wouldn't be up there to change the 55 45 calls. What it would be up there for is the 90 10 calls and buzz down. And you could say to the head referee, pick up the flag or right. drop the flag, or I saw that. And people say, well, that would slow down the game. No, it'll speed the game up because the play clock will govern everything. If it's obvious, you'll see it in the first 15 seconds. If it's not, you know what? Then. Like you just play on and and that's the flow of the game. And I just, I don't know. Like I, I think that this is something that they really, again, need to look at and trying to find the tech, trying to find a way to use the technology more effectively. It's the same sort of thing as like, you know, you still have two sticks and a chain, you know, yeah. marking first downs <laughs> when you could, I mean, it, it's, it's sort of that, you know? Exactly. So I just think the technology's there. They need to figure out a way to use it way more efficiently than they are right now. And I think those answers are out there if they just go and look for them. And that's all that the coaches really want. Albert, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, I, I think the wait staff is waiting for you to leave and be done with this interview. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. thanks <laughs> yeah, for the time. I don't know. You, you guys, I don't think you guys could see it, but there were a bunch of trays and everything else passing by. Fantastic. And so, <laughs> truth looks good. I might go have some. <laughs> you know, go for it, Albert. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Bro. 
Take care. All right, thanks, Ray. That's Albert Breer, ladies and gentlemen. One and only. I love him, man. (laughs) All right, we will take a break. When we come back, um, former MVP of this league called potentially the MVP of this league a game manager. That happened. That's next. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back on the Rich Eisen Show. Back on our radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Fitz in Dallas. Let's take his phone call right here on the Rich hey. Eisen Show. What's up, Fitz? Como vai, gentlemen? What's up? Hey, Fitz. What's Fitz. up, brother? That is actually por- that is Portuguese for how are y'all doing? Oh, Popo's hey. out. And I am because the dear friends of mine live down in uh, Brazil, and so I am so excited that I get an excuse to head down there next year. Fantastic. Now, if Santa is listening. If Santa is listening, dear Santa, Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins in Sao Paulo. Ooh. Do they play each other next year? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Miami again. It's two, would you say? Cowboys. Cowboys. Sorry, Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Well, I mean, we yeah, play this Cowboys. Show, so. but, mm, it's, hey, Rich, I was, first of all, I didn't get a chance to compliment you last week. Your play-by-play commentating has just gotten better <laughs> and better and thank better. You. And it's so great. Thanks, brother. Uh, I appreciate it. Have Hopefully, been approached by one of the uh, affiliates to... What affiliates? One of the networks, I beg your pardon, to do play-by-play. I don't think of other networks come within a 10-foot pole of me because they're afraid Roger Goodell's <laughs> wrath will rain upon them. I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, I, I I have no idea, but if, uh, you know, they, they know where to reach me. They know my number. They want me to call football games for them. 
Because I, you well, know, those I things. That, right. so, I that one in, in all in all seriousness, you know, I, I have my Sunday job on NFL Network. I love it. Uh, I love calling football games, and I, I'm I'm thrilled that the NFL uh, Network puts me in the booth. I don't take it for granted. I'm, and I'll be back again on Saturday. So thanks well, for the call, the Fitz. I appreciate hey, you're the it. Artists work sports, gentlemen. Hey, uh, Rich, one last thing. Yes. Happy Hanukkah to you and your family. Thank you, Fitz. And uh, gentlemen, happy holidays. If we don't speak to you before. Well, Merry Christmas in advance of you, Fitz. Because again, I'm assuming you're hey, just. Uh, I don't think there's any Fitz Cohens out there, right? No. <laughs> Fitz Cohen. Uh, Dallas and Miami do not play each other next uh. year. So unfortunately, that's not going to be the. Uh, Brazil. Matchup. Okay. Unless they just decide to make it happen for Fitz. I guess yeah, so we could, we could but, do uh, that. Not scheduled. So they chose uh, Brazil over Spain. Brazil. Start off. Yes. And that is a crushing blow for anybody out there who is hoping to see an NFL halftime performance by Charo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we got. Well, now Shakira's Dolly Parton, table, right? I don't know. Is she Brazil? I think so. I don't know. If no, she's not Brazilian. I don't no. think so. She's not? Nope. Oh. I don't believe so. All right, I'm wrong. Well, at any rate, <laughs> I appreciate the compliment she's on, Colombian. Uh, on calling she's Colombian, games. guys. <laughs> Good one, Chris. They're neighbors. What do you want from me? Is that right? <laughs> They're relatively close. Driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal, and law enforcement officers can tell if you're driving high. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. That's paid for by NHTSA. That uh, PSA right here on the Rich Eisen show. Um, was that for Lee in Santa Barbara? No, that was not, sir. <laughs> um, okay, wow. Matt in Maryland, you're here on the Rich Eisen show. What's up, Matt? Hey, Rich, how are you doing? I just want to start by telling you uh, I've basically grown up with you. Uh, I think you're the best in the business, now. Matt, I appreciate that. How old are you, Matt? I am 44. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) A 44-year-old has grown up with me. I mean, a 44-year-old has grown up with me. What does that make me? I'm not saying you're that far ahead. I'm just saying, like, I've been, since I've been watching football, I started with Chris Berman, and then I saw you on ESPN with Stu, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's it. You were... You were you were the, the person whose thoughts I wanted to hear, okay. and I'm so honored to have a chance to ask your opinion on this subject. Okay, what do you got for me, Matt? So I want to set this up for you. I remember years ago, everyone was so enamored with the athleticism of Johnny Menzel. What a wonderful athlete he is. Look how he can just run around everyone. He's so physically talented. I don't have anything against this young man. And I acknowledge he is the most athletically gifted man on the field, but I'm not sold that Caleb Williams can play the position of quarterback. And I don't know if he should go number one. When you look at him, do you really see him being that quarterback, that guy who can drop back and pass, that guy who can read the offense? Yes, I do. Oh, God, do I, Matt. But please, let me just put it this way. if uh, Can you be in the front office of – Whoever chooses first overall and the Patriots are being second overall on behalf of Chris Brockman. Can you can you call that general manager who is the first overall pick with Caleb lead to, to leave Caleb Williams on the board because there's doubts? Would you please do that, Matt, for all of us? I'll, I'll give it my best. Okay. And I appreciate Thanks for the compliment. Thank you for saying that. And um, that's Matt in Maryland here on the Rich Eisen Show. My bones started creaking. 
Because he sounds young. Does he sound young? He does. He sounds young, and I thought, oh, what is he just fresh out of college or something like that? Forty-four. He's older than I am. He's (laughs) forty-four. He's grown up on me. Older than I am. Wow. That's all right. Let's see, Rich. You got to look at this in the positive, dog. Like you got to look at you've been gamefully employed that long. Yeah. Oh, I'm. That's the good thing. Listen, TJ, I find this incredibly. Positive. Oh, I know. Honestly, I, I I do, but it's it just is jarring that somebody who sounds really young using the word "growing up," you know, That's using that phrase "growing up." How old are you? Oh, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> just having my first Fenster, gr- Fenster baby just called in here, Mike. Forty four. Hey, having my first grade. Fenster baby. Oh my god, I'm done. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. About to be a grandpa. With his, in, oh his, in, his, in his baby huh. zip, you know, his onesie and his rattle and his cigar <laughs> and his five o'clock shadow That's just called in. Fenster baby. So Cam Newton's got a podcast with Fourth and One podcast, yes. or is he a guest on it? Uh, fourth on and it? One with Cam Newton. Is, this, is that what it is? Okay. Um, and uh, Cam, as we all know, it's interesting that we Cam. are here. Um Talking about uh, another day where a California Super Bowl has been awarded. It's uh, Super Bowl 61 here in Los Angeles. Super Bowl 60 awarded just a, a couple uh, months ago to Santa Clara where they had Super Bowl 50. That's the Super Bowl that Cam was in. That was his MVP season. We all know how dynamic a football player Cam was. So when an MVP is talking about quarterbacks and state of quarterbacking, we're all ears. This is what Cam had to say about some of the best quarterbacks we're seeing in the league this year. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Brack Parody, like, but Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers, Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, <laughs> I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Okay. Oh, wow. So here's my few cents on that. Oof. Because I'm, I'm around Kurt and I've been around, you know, I guess we just, caller just said he's 44 years old and grew up on me. Um, so I've been around and I hear what quarterbacks say. Every quarterback in the NFL, in the history of the NFL, is a game manager. Every last one of them. Because they are the ones who always have the football in their hands first, and it's their decision who gets it. And part of the reason why they decide who gets it in the moment is because they either decipher the defense prior to the snap and figure out who's best to get it and does that fit the play that they have already called and they manage that moment. And if they are surprised by the defense, they then manage that moment and the ones who are best at it manage to not throw an interception in that point or make a play that is so athletically gifted 
and so remarkable that others can't do what they can do in that moment. And those are the game changers. And that's the way quarterbacking, the way that I have been covering it and hearing about it being talked, that's the difference. And so everybody is a game manager in the NFL. And sometimes the game-changing plays happen when the game management should be happening. You see the throw that you should make. The defense dictates it. Your play has created an open receiver. You should take that one. That's a touchdown. Or you should take that one because that's a good, smart check down based on everything else that's going on. But instead, you make a decision that is the wrong decision, and then you make some incredible game-changing play. Touchdown. And we're talking about that's the MVP of the league. Instead, you watch the All-22, and it's just like, what the hell is this guy thinking? And then more often than not, it'll come back to bite that quarterback. So, I think you're being super diplomatic about this. I'm not. I'm just telling you this is what I'm saying. This is every single one. But what he's saying right here, because when he said, I'll call a spade a spade, there's a difference between a game manager and a game changer. He's the game changer. And I think he's sitting at home watching a bunch of these guys go and play games that I, he's wondering, why doesn't the game changer get a chance here? He's not a game changer anymore. Well, that's... What I believe is what that's my interpretation of why he's saying the difference in game. And hey, you know, um, Brock Purdy is a game changer. He has changed the game for the 49ers because he got drafted. When he got drafted, they needed him. He took them to a spot where he was incredibly uh, capable of winning, got hurt, and then has come back and has totally changed the game for the 49ers because they could pay everyone around him. He's playing his ass off. And then on top of it, he is making so little money that it is the ultimate that you're not only able to pay everyone around him, he has removed the mistake the team made in the draft from the equation. Normally, coaches and GMs get got for drafting somebody third overall and then winding up trading him away for a fifth-round pick. Not this guy. Dak Prescott is not a game manager. He is changing the game for the Dallas Cowboys. So sometimes a game manager is also a game changer. And a game changer, sometimes, because they don't manage the game very well, wind up sitting at home. That's my interpretation of all of this stuff. And I know people are like, Cam doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Of course he knows what he's talking about. He's played the game, and he's been a game changer. And he's also been asked to be a game manager and kind of failed at it sometimes. Because, I, I, in all honesty, how many times do you see Brock Purdy throw high to the six foot five receiver who can't catch it? Remember Kelvin Benjamin? Remember him? Oh, yeah. You know how many times they got, he got airmailed? <laughs> when he was impossible to airmail? And I don't mean to be critical of, of Cam, but he's criticizing guys that I don't believe deserve the criticism. But every single, every even the game changers are game. Tom Brady's a game manager. He's one of the greatest managers of the game. You know who's one of the greatest managers of the game I've ever seen is Peyton Manning. He's telling you how to manage the game every single night. Don't go broke making a profit. Oh. He managed the game to the point where Dominique Rhodes could have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. 
because he managed that game. The Bears were cover twoing the the Colts to death that night in Miami. And Peyton Manning kept managing the game. And you know what they got? A trophy in the case. And he's got a bust in Canton and a jacket. Why? What are you, what's your interpretation uh, I don't, I don't of this? Know. I, if Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott were on, on opposite teams, would San Francisco and Dallas be exactly where they are right now? I don't, you can't, but you can't, that's, that's, we're all a product of our environment. We're all, I mean, could, would Zach Wilson potentially, without all the nonsense of his first three years, be uh, the quarterback of the 49ers and the 49ers are where they are? I don't know. I doubt it because Purdy has br- brought a certain skill set with a gajillion starts from Iowa State and a certain sensibility to the position that the Niners were desperate for and probably didn't even know they had. But Dak, Dak started several years in college and right. was a middle-round draft pick. Various reasons for that, too, I'm sure, if you go back and look at it. Well, then how many game-changing quarterbacks are there? But what's your concept of a game-changing quarterback? A guy who can go off script and still make the dynamic play. And you got like three of those. Then. What, Mahomes, Mahomes and Allen? Allen Lamar? I mean, Lamar, Lamar, I forgot about Lamar. But why can't you call Brock Purdy a game changer? He's changed the game entirely for the 49ers. But Jimmy Garoppolo has done the exact same thing. Not not, not like Purdy. Mm-mm. Their stats are pretty even, actually, uh, I, I, 16 games. I just don't, the whole concept of who's a game manager and a game, because this guy doesn't, he's gotten 368 yards passing last week in a game against the Seattle Seahawks the pro- when they showed up loaded for bear. The problem is, is that media types have made game changer a negative. Like we've kind of made solid a negative. Oh, it's not. No game changer is not a negative game changer. is like sorry, somebody game manager, game manager, oh, game manager, game manager has become a negative. Sorry, well, it's like, like, don't like screw solid it up. has been, don't negative. screw it up. Don't when solid is actually good. good. But, but yep. you know what though? The whole, any quarterback, Every quarterback is don't screw it up. Every last one of them. No, every quarterback is a system quarterback. You could say that. Yes, Tom Brady is the greatest game manager in the history of games and managers because he pre-snap neck up. Rodgers is one of the greatest game managers ever to the point where the offense is inoperable by anyone else. Peyton Manning, when he went down with his neck injury, they were lost. Because the man, the, he was managing the game from the line of scrimmage. Rodgers coordinating the game. Rodgers could go off script to kind of defend Cam about Tua. If the ball isn't out of Tua's hand in two and a half seconds, he looks kind of lost. So, but he's not a, he's not game changing with some of the throws that he Roethlisberger makes. Roethlisberger is another. One. But he's just oh, standing but he's just there. But he's, the game. but he's throwing man. a deep ball in two seconds to the MVP of the league. Well, the the one where Tyree Kill came back into the game because his wife texted him when he went from one side of the field all the way to the other, Tua had to stay upright and look keep, keep his head in. Look, we can keep going on and on and on about this. But that's my opinion of it. And then he but I think he's referring to himself as the game changer or anybody who could play the game like him cuz he had a physical skill set and also a, a, an ability to play this sport. You know, Neck up too. I mean, you, you MVP. You've got to read a defense, and you and he was dynamic. He was unbelievable, running and catching. Yeah, I mean, one of running the and throwing. Seasons in NFL no question about it. Yep. But Brock Purdy might wind up winning the Super Bowl in the stadium. He could not. Then I think maybe bringing a trophy to that stadium for the home team of that stadium that Cam Newton could not bring home against Denver. And and all I'm saying is he he's probably watching that, saying, "Well, that sucks." 
And I think that's part of what he's saying. Then the narrative about Brock will definitely change. And but right I think it's right already now, changed. It should. This game manager stuff. Get out of here. We've got to take a break. We're up against it right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Game Time Tickets. Put it on your app. Uh, Put that app, pardon me, on every mobile device that you've got in your house. So you can maybe grab uh, your iPad or your phone or your tablet or whatever. Just when you think of, you know what? Oh, there's that concert. Oh, you know what? There's that game that we can go to. We're traveling. We're going to go into another city. Oh, is my favorite team going to actually be playing a game there? Let me check on the tickets. Let me get a great deal. Let me get it in just two seconds flat because you can in just two taps. You can buy tickets in seconds. Last minute tickets, zone deals, flash deals. It's so easy to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area or wherever you're traveling to. Views from seats, from all seats in the venue. And then you also get all in pricing shows your total up front. Take the guesswork out of buying, guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit gametime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem the code RICH, $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, do me a favor, look outside. Is there some sort of a comet flying by? Uh, no, is there? I don't think so. No, no, no. Right. Uh, I'm just wondering what what's going on. Is there? I, I don't know, because I I I saw who's the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's no offense to him, but Damn. I also saw who the NFC Offensive There's Player of the coming. Week is, and they're both oh, New York quarterbacks. Yeah. What is happening? Has this ever happened? I'm, 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 by the way, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm sure maybe one time Chad Pennington and Eli may have. Yeah, I mean Eli off. when Eli. I, I mean Eli was an offensive player of the week, and then Chad. Pen- or, I don't know what it'd be mm-hmm. Vinny. No, Vinny was not that. He was preceded Eli. I, I don't know. It would have been Chad Pennington. That might be it. I, I don't know. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I mean, the Jets and the Giants played home games this week, and and not only did both of them win, their 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 quarterbacks were named. Players of the week. What, what's happening? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go as soon as we're done. What's the Powerball this week? Oh, it's oh, five hundred. Five hundred right now. Yeah. Way in. Way in. Way in. And so you know, it's kind of funny. Del Tufo wasn't here yesterday, and I, you know, I started my comments about Tommy DeVito. I'm like, you know, to, no offense, Jay Felly, but you know. You know, Mikey from New Jersey, Mikey, Mikey, it would be a different co- different conversation mm-hmm. if Mike was here. 
I had no idea. You really I know the family. You really know the DeVito. One hundred percent. You remember Lexi. when his name first got brought I up? I said Mike it to you guys. I've talked thing. with about it. Well, you said it before. Yeah, you were like, I think my uh, my friend's son might get drafted. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, you talked about it before last. Lexi, year. her father and mother owned a donut. I shop referred to her as Alexandra it's, yesterday. It's Lexi. Is there, I mean, Alex, Lexi to yeah, me. Lexi, I've known her forty Alex, years. Yeah. yeah, Mike's been talking about. So why can't you get DeVito on the program? You want him on? Is it, this better not be? Oh, I no, can no, get no, Chris on, Christie on, on, on the show. Still waiting for, <laughs> right, hold on. Still waiting still for, waiting the, for the governor. See, the see here's the problem with Chris Christie. He fired my sister <laughs> as Secretary of Education in New Jersey. Okay, so he has family. Lexi but and I chat can, all the time. All right, so I will text her. Say, you want him on? We want Lexi okay, on. I'll take Vito. I'll ask. Do you know? We'll do it. Do you know? Do you know Stellato is agent? No. Okay. But by the way, great hat. There is. I mean, that's. I, I need one of those hats for. Did Vegas. you see our comparison? Of course you didn't, because you know you're 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 working in Fox. You were working in Fox. What the, the? As soon as I saw that, yeah, that is brilliant. That is like that. If you said Tommy DeVito's agent and you you had well, I mean, he's, up, he, that, I he was a long time agent of, in the NFL. That was straight out of Central would, Casting. Right yeah, there. nine right, out of ten right, times right. that would be the pick. There it is. That's it. Oh, <laughs> one who took out Johnny Ola. I believe he's about to take out Johnny Ola. Yes, right that's side. the uh, the drape. And, Tom, the and Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito Amazing. took out the P- Packers Ola. Yeah. yeah. Oh, please come on. Right. Because that is going nuts. The business. He's Tom chosen. Tom. All right, come on, man. Work on it, Mike. I will tell. Well, I'll send the text. I'll right work now. on it. <laughs>